This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, they say it comes in threes, and this would be number three. Last week, Tony Bennett. uh, Earlier this week, Sinead O'Connor. And yesterday, Randy Meisner, one of the original founding members of the Eagle, passed away uh, yesterday afternoon. He, he, by the way, is the lead singer on this, probably best known for uh, this song, Take think, It to the Limit. I, I think this is actually the only Eagles song on which he did sing lead. He might, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, did I hear he also wrote this song? Wrote this song, yes. He wrote, he, he wrote quite a few of the uh, Eagles songs. By the way, he, is not, he was not currently touring no, he, well, he with was, the Eagles when he, he passed away. He uh, hadn't been in the Eagles in, in any capacity since the 1970s. Since Hotel California. Right. Um, and the the thing the reason he quit is probably the reason why the Eagles, as big as they are, weren't even bigger because of the talent in that mm-hmm. in that group. Um, he quit because of infighting in the band. You know the band Poco, mm-hmm. kind of a similar sort of band, but not nearly as many hits. Obviously, Randy Meisner was the original bass player, and uh, he sang in uh, Poco, and then he was hired away when the Eagles formed. Uh, he was originally Eagle, and so Poco then hired a guy named Timothy B. Schmidt. And then when Randy Meisner quit the Eagles, they hired Timothy B. Schmidt, <laughs> and he still is an Eagle. Yeah, he is He is touring, and what they say is their final tour, but I think they've said that for the past 20 years. Um, he was 77 years old mm-hmm. um, and died due to complications from chronic uh, obstructive pulmonary disease. Heart stuff. Yeah. Sad. Love mm-hmm. the Eagles. Um, and he, he'd had a few minor hits also. Yeah, a, a couple on, of, his, on his own. He, he hit like in the top 20 with a couple of songs. There's, I'm trying to think. There's like one called Hearts on Fire and stuff like that. But uh, you know, the, they weren't huge hits, but they were the sort that I probably had as a 45 back in the late 70s because I used to go to the um, – uh, jukebox store and buy used records for 15 cents each (laughs) um looking back uh yesterday a new all-time record was not set the record is safe uh the dow ended up the day down for the first time in 14 days if it had ended up one more day that would have set the all-time record in the uh, history of the stock market uh instead stays tied at 13 um ready to start off the day though looking like it's Going to be up. Futures trading up 127 points yesterday. Um, you know, and looking at the stories yesterday, because I, I was kind of interested, so I checked last night, and I was like, oh, it's down. All three of the indexes were down, and uh, the experts were saying it's because people finally said, hey, maybe it's time to take some of the profits that we've made here over the last month or so. So there was a lot of profit-taking, apparently, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremiah Bates will be with us once again coming up here uh, just over an hour to uh, talk about what we can expect today. The the start of a new try at 14 in a row. Who knows?
Other things uh, that we'll be talking about uh, today. There was a record set in uh, Phoenix. Yes, 119. 119 degrees. Do you really? uh, See, now, I've never been in a place that the hottest I've ever been was Las Vegas at 113. 116 in Las Vegas for me because it was the 4th of July. Can you tell a difference between 113 and 119? I don't don't know. I spent so little time outside when it was, I mean, literally walking across the street because Mm -hmm. I wanted to get to another casino and walked across the street. Was the, was the street a little spongy? Under it was. Your feet? It, yeah, your the yeah. pavement moved under your feet because I I'm not sure where it starts to melt, but the melting point is you know about a hundred and eight, hundred and nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and here's the thing: some of the uh, airports across the country are having problems with this because runways runways get a little spongy, and that's not really good. You don't want your you know when a plane lands to <laughs> have a spongy landing, or, or when it's taking off, you yeah. don't want it to be sinking into the uh, in, into the uh, tarmac. Either one of those. No. Yeah. Couple of uh, other things for you today. First of all, it is Open Phones Friday. It's a chance for you to talk about anything you want to talk about. Whether it's something we're talking about this morning, maybe it could be something we talked about earlier in the week. We had a lot of stuff going on this week, uh, or it uh, could be something completely off subject that we haven't talked about. Um, <laughs> What are you laughing about? We we could talk about what we want to talk about or, you know, something unrelated. Yeah, yeah. We, we allow that. Um, so uh, feel free. You can also, I, we understand, maybe it is Open Phones Friday, but maybe you can't get through on the phone because you have a, a butthead of a boss who says that you're not able to call out in, on company time. Um, you can email, though, because that's a little more secretive. Uh, <laughs> so email chris at kboi.com or mike at kboi.com. couple of updates uh, for you. Um, more information coming out on the implosion of the plea deal. We'll talk a little bit about that on how the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden lawyers tried to uh, force the judge's hand in that plea deal. And apparently more and more kudos um, coming from... People who said that the judge did a fantastic job in this particular case because uh, there's some interesting things that that happened that we'll share with you coming up uh, a little bit later this morning. Um, it's interesting. Also, yesterday uh, we were talking about Mitch McConnell and how he froze. We gave you the uh, audio. What was it? Twenty seconds, right? Yeah, where he just right in the middle, he, he just was, quit talking, he was just in the middle of a sentence, and uh, froze up. Did that? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Wait, let it go 20 seconds, and then I'll go, are you, are you, are you okay? Do you want to say yep. anything more? If we go 20 should seconds, we, a light comes on in here. Should we Should we take you back to your office? Now, we've and got he buzzers really couldn't, that go off. Yeah, couldn't yeah. answer those. Maybe somebody should have buzzers to go off and for then he, and then McConnell. He had, he had the thorough explanation later of, I'm fine. <laughs> no, he, really. He did He did <laughs> come back. He did seem fine. Um, but we're finding out, we had told you yesterday that he had fallen a couple of times. Yeah. Um, one of those times, apparently, it was a pretty serious fall at the airport um, where he uh, tripped and face-planted. Now, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but apparently he's fallen a, a few times over the last couple of months. One thing that I didn't realize, and maybe you or you did know this, Chris, I didn't realize he was a polio survivor, which, uh, no, which is I, I why he looks like he... I did not know that either. It, you know, is so frail when he walks right now because that it affects the way he he walks and gets around. I didn't mm. know that. Yeah. So that 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 was information that came out. So um we'll talk uh, a little bit more about that coming up here this morning. Also as we lead into this uh first sports this morning, 
Um, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but because of, uh, let me see, Rick and I have worked together coming up here on four mm-hmm. years, um, and uh, numerous times over those four years, Rick has been nice enough to go across the street, pick us up some DK Donuts. So in honor of that, and this being Rick Worthington, our news director's final day, he is moving on to definitely greener pastures. <laughs> I'm a little jealous of where you're moving to. Um, but in honor of that, Rick, I went across and got you donuts this you morning. You did? I got you donuts. I got all of us donuts. Well, that was kind. Yeah, Thank you very much. You get, you get first pick out of uh, all the different donuts. that I, You want a maple bar with bacon? You got, you got that. I'll be right there. All right. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this this morning, but this is the uh, final official workday for Rick Worthington um, as our news director. He is uh, moving on and also sports, in charge of sports here at KBOI. So we're expecting here, Rick, your final sportscasts and newscast an award-winning day. Don't screw up. This well, update. I, don't, I don't think they give awards until next weekend for the ISBAs, but uh, okay. This, this update, by the way, brought to you by our good buddy Chef Wally and everybody putting together this delicious breakfast that you're going to be able to get today at Pork Belly in Cuna. Don't believe me? It's delicious. Get out there and try it for yourself. Uh, also, soup today as it is every Friday, Clam Chowder Day at Pork Belly in Cuna. A little basketball for you today for Boise State as they are playing three exhibition games in Canada next week. The Broncos are using this opportunity to try and get better. Bob Beeler with more on that today for us. The Broncos have been on campus practicing for their international competition. Head coach Leon Rice likes what he's seeing as the new players are added to the veteran returnees. The thing that jumps out at me the most, too, is what a difference we have in depth this year than what we had last year. And it's a nice mix because some of our nucleus and top guys are a little older, and then we got a great group of younger, upcoming guys behind them, and that's what you want. In other Bronco basketball news, former Idaho and Colorado State coach Larry Eustacey will be a volunteer advisor to the coaching staff. And David Motes is elevated to the role of assistant coach thanks to a new NCAA rule that went into effect this month. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Major League Baseball, there were just a few games played yesterday. The Seattle Mariners were not one of the teams that played. They sit at 52-50 and 50 right now, seven and a half games out of first place in the AL West. They're just one game behind Los Angeles for third place in the division. I'm Rick Worthington. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 622, good morning and welcome to a Friday. It is 67. Wow, that's almost cool. 67 degrees in downtown Boise. Um, Could be a uh, hot weekend back into the triple digits, but should still be in the 90s today course you know when you have the canyon county fair western idaho fair you always have to have at least one or two days of triple digits it doesn't yeah. seem like it's the fair unless it's just disgustingly hot canyon uh, county yeah, fair is a, going on this week there's a certain way that you sweat at the fair and and nowhere else and part of it is i think sweating out well grease basically uh the mega millions jackpot don't forget to get your tickets have a feeling there could be a winner tonight. $920 million. I think it could even go higher than that. 
because when you get that close to that billion dollar mark, people you know from other states that don't have the lottery start rushing across mm-hmm. the border and go, okay, it's worth the extra gas to go stand in line someplace to get it. Um, this will be uh, if there is a winner tonight. Um, this is the fifth largest jackpot in the Mega Millions history. Um, if there is no winner um, tonight, it would probably next week jump up to the fourth largest because it's be, only a little behind the number four, one point five billion. If, if there's no winner tonight, it'll be over a billion. Yeah. So can't win unless you get your ticket. Keep that in mind. That'd be fun. Yeah. Nothing get, billion. It, Nothing it, billion. It, it, it's kind of coincidental today because I am just about out of gas, so I have to stop at a gas station and fill up, and oh, almost all the gas stations sell lottery tickets. Uh, Coincidence? I think it's, not. It's fortuitous. I think it's God saying, hey, this is this is the day you're going to win. <laughs> I, I, mean, could, uh, I yeah, could be could wrong, be. but... <laughs> Yes, that's probably what it is. Uh, also, uh, another thing I forgot to mention um, that uh, we're going to be talking about here this morning, um, new charges against Donald Trump came out yesterday in the classified documents case. So uh, we'll tell you what those new charges, if you're keeping score at home, I think, was there 34 charges be- before? I think there are 40 now. Is that what it is? Um, I, don't know if there was, I don't know if there was six more added. I'm going to have to, I'm, at, at some point it gets to be a ridiculous amount and then you just lose track of how many charges that there really are. Seriously, I mean, at what point does it become a ridiculous amount? <laughs> <I know. laughs> My guess is it's before it hits 40. I, I thought 34 was a ridiculous amount, but apparently not. Um, we'll tell you what those new charges are uh, coming up this morning. Um, once again, as I uh, mentioned, it is also Open Phones Friday, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. For those of you who won uh, tickets last night, to go see the train concert. First of all, congratulations. Did you have a good time? Was it a good concert? We had two concerts, good concerts going on. I love 38 Special, and they were at the Canyon County Fair last night. Oh, so, is that right? Yeah, you had uh, two choices uh, to go concert-wise last night. Go ahead and share uh, once again this morning. Uh, stick around. We have a sweet deal coming your way. Uh, we'll tell you about that coming up next after uh, we get an uh, update on news, traffic, and weather. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on Verizon Wireless. If you're listening in somewhere a long ways away, no matter where you're listening, you can also call us toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. Email, as usual, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Uh, you can uh, also text us. That's the same as our main number. Um, uh, Dow up 155 points ahead of the opening about an hour from now. 170 points on the NASDAQ, 30 points on the uh, S and P. Did it finish up yesterday? No, it was it was down. Oh, so yeah, we didn't we didn't set our record of 14 straight days. Didn't make a 14th day. Would, yeah, which would have been once again the all time record for the history of the stock market. Never seen 14 days up. I'm sure that had something to do with it. Well, we can't have a new record. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah Bates will be with us coming up in about uh, 40 minutes to uh, talk a little bit about that this morning. Also, uh, set your alarms, whatever it takes. Uh, this is the first week in history that we have had two days of sweet deals. We have so many sweet deals this week that they had to, to break it up. We had Wednesday sweet deals, which, by the way, one of them sold out, but however, the positive... Pets 
Sweet deal. $125 is what you can get that for. It's a $250 gift certificate for uh, training of your dog, Positive Pets Dog Training, helping Treasure Valley dog owners for over 20 years. They help to uh, train the Boise State T-Dog, Boise Hawks Bat Dog, uh, and they offer private and group classes, like I mentioned, $250 gift certificate. There are less than 10 available, however, so if you're looking to get into that, maybe you're thinking of adopting a new fur baby here's your chance to get some training on it and it'll only cost you 125 dollars just go to kby.com and then at nine o'clock this morning we have uh, another one of our sweet deals that sells out quickly and that is the euro shack five ten dollar gift certificates fifty dollars in total available for only twenty-five dollars but once again this is one of those that if you are checking in at Five minutes after, the chances go way down on being yeah. able to get um, food from the Euro Shack. And the good news is um, there are a number of Euro Shacks throughout the Treasure Valley, and your gift certificates can be used at any one of those Euro Shacks for Euros, salads. They have uh, Euro bowls, which are really good. Uh, baklava. Not even a big baklava fan, but man, their baklava is super you're, good. You're still mad. I, I am. I am. I was so prepared for baklava that day uh, when they brought in food earlier this week. But you'll be able to get that. And, and if you know you like your your Greek euros um, with a little americana, uh, believe it or not, they also have delicious French fries there. Yeah. Have you had their fries? Yeah. Yeah, their fries are very good there. So <laughs> flavored fries. So all that available. Once again, it goes on sale at 9 o'clock. Easy to do. Take advantage of some of the sweet deals that are available right now. You don't have to wait till 9. Go to KBOI.com. Click on the sweet deal link. And then at 9 o'clock, if you want the Euroshack gift certificates, uh, just make sure that at 9 you hit refresh so that uh, you're able to start getting in on that. And then uh, good luck. Listen to KOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Donald Trump hit with new charges by the special counsel, alleging that he was trying to destroy surveillance footage which showed what happened to those classified documents that he was storing in Mar-a-Lago. Trump now facing two new counts of obstruction of justice, along with his current aide, Walt Nada, and a new player, Mar-a-Lago's property manager, Carlos De Oliveira. According to the new superseding indictment, Trump, Nada, and De Oliveira were allegedly concerned about a pending subpoena for surveillance footage. Trump's allies are now rallying behind the former president, slamming the latest filing. Oh, it's just another bunch of garbage. I mean, you know, they're just going to keep indicting him. I mean, it's just, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the double standard in this country is pathetic. News of the additional charges in the documents case came hours after lawyers for Trump met with members of the special counsel ahead of a potential indictment in a different case. So that, that happened uh, yesterday. Special counsel Jack Smith leveled those new charges against Donald Trump, including an allegation that he sought to delete surveillance or surveillance video and uh, also indicted a second Trump aide for obstruction of justice in the hoarding of classified information. New charges against Trump include attempts to alter, destroy, mutilate, or conceal evidence and in inducing others to do so. Brings us to uh, charges in this case uh, right around 40 different charges mm -hmm. something ought to stick so, right and so uh now 40 charges and three people 
Both uh, Trump and Nada have pleaded innocent to the obstruction charges. Trump has denounced the entire investigation is politically motivated in an attempt to derail his 2024 presidential election. Uh, Trump and his attorneys have uh, also indicated that they uh, may seek to delay all of his trials, not just the Manhattan trial, which they're trying to do right now, until after the, president, after the presidential election, November 5th of 2024. It, However, as we have pointed out before, there's no uh, uh, precedent for that. No. It, it is interesting because... I mean, you're looking at a you know a year and what five months something like that four mm-hmm. months, um, based on past cases that you might even say are less convoluted than some of these cases. It's taken years to end up in court anyway. So even if they don't get their wish, and none of these cases you know supposedly scheduled for trial. Um, get pushed back until after the election officially, mm-hmm. you know, based on some of the uh, trials that we have seen in the past and what Trump's attorneys can do to delay and push out and, you know, ask for extensions and whatnot. I mean, there's a real possibility that the trial wouldn't begin even if they don't get permission to not go to trial until after. Yeah. The, uh, the next election. Now, according to the government, that's known as speedy. Yeah. And, I mean, all you have to do, I mean, how, how long how long did it take uh, Lori Valdebill's trial to come? Was that three years? Something like that. Yeah. So there's there's definitely less than three years, mm-hmm. um, you know, before these all go go to trial. Um, so who knows? I, they're, they're just expected to ask for that. They don't know if they're officially going to do it or if they will officially do it. I, like I said, I I think there's ways for the attorneys and using tricks that attorneys use to be able to push this out beyond the election anyway, even if they are denied or they don't officially ask for it. But we'll wait and see. That happened yesterday afternoon. New charges filed against Trump. One away in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. Time for a uh, check on what's going on with sports. Once again, with Rick Worthington, uh, final day. With Rick Worthington on the job as uh, he will be leaving. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later this morning. Tell you uh, the details of that and also what happens beginning on Monday. That'll be coming up uh, here about an hour from right now. Right now, though, let's get a uh, check on uh, what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m., you're looking for delicious food. Um, if you live in the Cuna area, definitely go there. If you don't live in the Cuna area, it is definitely worth the drive. Get into Pork Belly today. NFL training camps are underway, and the Denver Broncos' new coach, Sean Payton, is talking a little bit about his new team, He told USA Today that the team was one of the worst coached in NFL history during the tenure of his predecessor, Nathaniel Hackett. ESPN's Diana Rossini has more on the reaction from the Broncos' front office and from the locker room. It was really no surprise because they know that Sean Payton has felt very disappointed by the way this organization was run before he got there. And now he's saying, I want to put this team on my back. I want to take the pressure off. All the players. I want to take the pressure off everyone and put it on me. I'm the guy who knows how to win. 
Another team that's looking to do big things is the Cincinnati Bengals, and their quarterback Joe Burrow was carted off the field with an apparent calf injury during practice yesterday. Adam Schefter talks about that. This comes, of course, in lieu of the fact that Joe Burrow is awaiting a contract that will make him the highest-paid player in NFL history. And so, now that he's been injured, now that he's been carted off from practice today, you wonder if that will have a chilling effect on him returning to practice or whether he will wait to return to practice until that contract is done and signed. The NFL Hall of Fame game is coming up next week, Thursday, 6 p.m., when the Jets take on the Browns. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 657-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you uh, want to get through today, also 1-800-529-5264. That's toll free from wherever you might be listening. It is Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about on Fridays. It's all about you. Um, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Coming up here for you uh, after 8 o'clock today, another chance for you to pick up uh, some great food. A uh, little different. Um, we've been giving away Bla- Blaze Pizza all this week, but this morning we have a $50 gift certificate to Quinn's Restaurant here in Boise. And uh, if you love delicious corned beef, pastrami, that's what they're known for, they're uh Pastrami sandwiches, fantastic. Um, and you can get in uh, full menu, great food, full bar, and $50 is yours if you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, which, by the way, is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. For any and all your real estate needs, easy to get a hold of them. Wondering uh, if it's a great time to sell your home. Uh, wondering if it's a great time to buy your home. They can help you through the process, and all you have to do is make that one phone call, 208-888-4128, for any and all of your real estate needs. All right, our question today, sports question for a Friday for you. Which city is the only city in the United States, there's only one, that have five pro teams in each of the four major sports playing within it's city limits, including one in each sport. That makes a difference. There you go. All right? That's your question. Which city is the only city in the U.S. with five proteins in each of the four major sports playing within its city limits? And that includes one in each sport. If you know the answer, stick around. Coming up here at 820, you'll be able to answer and win. Get that $50 gift certificate to Quinn's Restaurant. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Currently 66 degrees in downtown Boise. It is 7.07. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless, as they always are, so that you can take part in the show. It's always encouraged. You can take part also by emailing chris at kboi.com. Mike at KBY.com. More than that, it is Friday, and uh, it's Open Phones Friday. So we'll talk about something maybe that you would like to talk about. It doesn't have to be on subject or anything about that. It's all about you on Fridays. Uh, one of the things uh, we talked about yesterday, and in case you, you missed this, um, we were talking about uh, Mitch McConnell and freezing up. Now, Mitch McConnell is uh, another one of those politicians that is in his 80s. He is apparently 
fallen multiple times over the last few months and uh just earlier this month had had a pretty serious fall apparently at uh airport when he was getting off a plane they had to deplane because plane was not going to take off and apparently mm. uh had trip and face planted um i'm not saying that that possibly could have had something to do with when he froze at a press conference earlier this week. In case you missed that yesterday, here's the uh, audio of that. We're on a path to finishing the NDA uh, this week. It's been good bipartisan cooperation and a string of Want to say, or should I just go back to your office? Do you want to say anything else to the press? So, uh, Chris, you had timed this out at uh, 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. I wonder the first time somebody says Mitch, it's 22 seconds yeah. in. I, I wonder, had nobody said anything, how if he'd still be standing there? I mean, he's just he's staring off like you heard there, he's in the middle of talking and then all of a sudden just stops. I mean, literally freezing I, I up you, and just staring off into space. I told you somebody on Twitter said, uh, in, in his eyes, it looked like, oh, there's the Grim Reaper. Wonder what he wants. <laughs> um, and we brought this up because there's a lot of conversation about how old is too old to be running and holding office. It's not necessarily age. I mean, there are plenty of people uh, of age who uh, you know have all their faculties and are, are very smart. And then there are younger people who uh, aren't that bright. So... It's 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 person by person. It's everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this is a subject we're talking about because there are a lot of uh, people, Democrats. A lot of Democrats, the majority, don't think that Biden should run for president in the next election because he's too old. That's that's the only reason. If he, they wouldn't feel that he shouldn't be running for president if it wasn't for the fact that if he wins, he's going to be eighty six years old yeah. when he when he leaves office. They think that maybe and and, and in listening to him. And comparing that to, you know, even when he was vice president or when he was in the Senate, you know, he he does not sound like as, as how do I put this, as good as he did back then. And and like I said, the vice presidency, you're, you're talking, you know, 10 years ago. The other thing we talked about yesterday was uh, Dianne Feinstein, who is the oldest member of Congress. And it's interesting that we had this conversation yesterday um, because she had another episode uh, in comparing appearing confused as uh, she was taking part in a yeah. vote in the Senate yesterday. Did you vote? No. I mean, yes. I mean, no. I mean, yes. <laughs> so uh, when they were voting, it's just either an I or an A. And, and that's it. And you're going through. And as they were going through taking the vote, instead of uh, a short supply of either uh, I or nay, um, she thought it was time for her to make a speech. Um, say I. Pardon me. I. Yeah. Uh, to say I. I would like to support a yes vote on this. Um, it provides 823 billion. That's an increase of 26 billion for the Department of Defense, and it funds priorities 
submitted. Yeah, just say aye. Okay, just aye. Great, aye. <laughs> Thank you. So that was uh, one of her staffers saying, just just yeah. say aye. She's, just, she's almost 90. Yeah. Uh, Feinstein spokesperson later said that the senator was confused during the hearing. The senator was preoccupied and didn't realize debate had ended and the vote had been called, even though she wasn't necessarily the first person to be voting. Um, so apparently, yeah. I, I guess maybe you might not pay attention to the vote and think, oh, it's time for me to say something. Um, but she had to, like I say, be told, no, you just see, the, right. you just say I. And she finally did that. She has announced already that she will not be seeking re-election, but she has held steadfast that uh, she wants to continue to serve, even though uh, some of her constituents in California, Democrats public, publicly are calling for her to step down. Which at this point may be the thing to do. Just, you know, it's, it's, it's no disgrace to retire at the age of 89, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Um, and like I said, uh, th- this is this is a subject that has been coming up a lot recently because of Biden, Trump to uh, a certain extent also because um, he's going to be 77 years old if he ends up getting elected. So he's not going to be any spring chicken, you know, if he ends up winning the election. Biden, already not a spring chicken, will be 86 by the time he leaves office if he is elected. And, you know, we you've heard all the gaffes, you know, some of the gaffes that uh, he's made uh, earlier this week. Uh, I didn't realize this, um, but apparently uh, Biden administration has uh, cured cancer. All right. Yeah. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We end the cancer as we know it. So he's, we've ended cancer as we know it. Might be news to some of the friends of mine who are currently fighting cancer. Maybe they haven't got that magic pill as of yet. Is that what he said at the end there? We've ended ca- cancer as we know it? Yeah. That's interesting. Like I said, would be great news. If it, up, up if it were point, true. Up till that point, he was talking about it like it was a goal. Yeah. Which, of course, it is. And who knows? Maybe his idea of ending cancer as we know it is different than all of ours. 208-336-3700. Down 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is 714. We'll take a uh, break for sports here. Coming up, we'll talk about the uh, stock market. What's going on today? Looks like the futures are uh, holding good for the opening of the stock market coming up here in about 15 minutes. Time for another check on sports with Rick Worthington. Uh, this update brought to you by Pork Belly and Kina. Don't forget it is Friday. You want to get in for breakfast. Some of the most delicious uh, chicken fried steak you're going to find anywhere. You can also get that for lunch, by the way. But I would uh, go with the clam chowder. Every Friday is clam chowder day. Some of the best clam chowder you're going to find for lunch at Pork Belly and Kuna. Let's talk about the Boise State men's basketball team again. They are leaving for Canada this weekend. They're playing three exhibition games up north, and they'll be doing that all next week. Leon Rice takes his team to Vancouver and Kamloops, British Columbia, to play three Canadian teams. With a lot of new players on the roster, he says it's going to give the Broncos valuable experience. But we want to be ahead of, the, of where we have been maybe uh, in November with you know some of these games we have in November, I think. You know, with six new guys, with a bunch of freshmen that haven't played much college, or any college, obviously, and then a bunch of guys that haven't been in the roles they're going to be in, it, it really helps you to get to see guys, you know, how they do in games. 
The games will be Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights this coming week. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Other Boise State news, this time dealing with the football team. A three-star defensive tackle from Bora, Trevor McKenna, has committed to Boise State. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 721, Jeremiah Bates with us uh, to end up our week talking uh, about your money. Sad news. Sad news to report. Looking for an all-time record of continuous positive gains in the Dow at 14 days yesterday. Didn't quite make it. Didn't didn't quite make didn't it. Didn't quite I know, make I, it. I, we were optimistic, you know. I thought us pointing it out would uh, would jinx it, especially we were going on the 11th and 12th day. But uh, you know, unlucky number 13. It's just uh, it's just the case. However, we could be a. You never know. We could start another winning streak. Today. Looking good right now, isn't it? It's looking good. Dow's up over 150 points. All three major U.S. indexes in the green. And we're continuing to see positive economic data. So this morning, um, the, the, the Federal Reserve's preferred inflation metric, the PCE number came out and it came in at a 4.1% annual pace in June, which is a sizable step down from the 4.6% annual rate that we saw in May. So bottom, and it's the slowest pace that we've seen in nearly two years. So again, another economic data point that shows inflation slowing down. And additionally, earlier in the week, we saw that the first estimated GDP number of second quarter came in higher than estimated. So good economic data. This is largely going to lead investors on Wall Street and traders to be less focused on Federal Reserve speak, less focused on Let's focus on this economic data with smaller moves. Now they can focus more on what really drives the market. It's corporate profitability. And now we're seeing more more and more earnings reports getting released. Now, I think it was yesterday. Looking at yesterday of of the companies that have reported earnings over 80% had beat expectations. So now we're looking at the companies that reported this morning. You have Intel, Chipmaker. It's up 7% after they are actually they uh, reported a profitable quarter if they were coming off of two quarters of losses. So investors are certainly jumping on that bandwagon. You have Procter & Gamble. This is a consumer staple stock, meaning that they produce a variety of goods that really, no matter what the economic backdrop is, these people are likely going to need to buy these things. We're talking toothpaste. We're talking laundry detergent. Uh, they beat expect- earnings expectations because they were rising prices. So some companies have the ability to control their pricing power, especially when consumers are still going to buy those products. That is the case for Procter & Gamble, currently up in pre-market trading. I was paying close attention to Ford, and Ford reported their earnings dropping slightly. And even though it, the the reports wasn't weren't bad, there's just less optimism around the EV electric vehicle adoption is taking longer than expected. It's a little bit higher cost than I think Ford was anticipating, so that was a little bit underwhelming in that category. But again, we're going to start looking at more of these these corporate these corporate earnings, which in theory we always do but i think that's going to carry more weight moving into the second half of the year especially for third quarter and then obviously fourth quarter earnings that'll be reported going in the beginning of next year but again overall we're ending the week on a positive note we're seeing a broadening out of more participation of i mean investors getting more bullish across the board and that's why we've seen that we saw that consistent gain in the dow jones industrial average because it's not as tech heavy and 
up until this point in the beginning of the year, it was the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 that were the outperformers because you had really seven stocks leading the way. Now, those stocks are still they're still leading the way if you're looking at the broad-based piece, especially if you're looking at a uh, parent company of Facebook Meta. They outperformed on their earnings. They had a big jump. So again, we're just seeing more participation um, from the market as a whole. So again, all in all, good week. We're seeing momentum, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see this continue. Um, just real quickly before you, we, let you, we let you go, this was the biggest uh, week um, this month or next month, this quarter, I guess, for second record, uh, second quarter or earnings reports. Um, kind of on an overall basis, did earnings come in higher than expected? Is that part of the reason why we're seeing such good results in the stock market? Certainly, certainly. That that I mean, they're beating expectations. We saw that in first quarter, and that's why we're seeing such a bump. Again, we're looking at of of the companies that have reported thus far, and this isn't even the ones that are that are beating expectations this morning. Over eighty percent of them are are winning. So that's why we're seeing these broader indexes largely outperform. Because again, okay. I mean, there's there's market volatility because there's buyers and sellers on each side. That's when human emotions get brought in. But if you zoom out that scope, what drives the market? Bottom line, end of story, is corporate profitability, and a lot of these companies are reporting profitability. All right. Um, looking right now, ahead of the opening, we are up across the board, 161 points uh, on the uh, Dow. Um, we'll keep an eye on that, get a couple more updates from you throughout the day, and talk to you again Monday morning. Thanks, gents. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 739, 71 degrees in downtown Boise, 208, 336, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We are just ahead of Rick Worthington's final sports cast ever on News Talk KBOI. As far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. Who, who knows? He, Allegedly. He, he could uh, eventually get to his location and goes, man, it sucks in this city. The hell was I thinking? <laughs> but as of right now, today, uh, in case you had not heard, hadn't been listening earlier this morning, today is officially Rick Worthington's last day here at KBOI as news director, sports director, all-around good egg Director. Sometimes fill in uh, <laughs> co-host for Chris and myself. I'm Correct. sorry about that, by the way. Yeah. Um, I hate you, Rick. I know. <laughs> I make you look good. I mean, every time I come in and do the show, people are very welcoming <laughs> to you. That's you know? true. And I get back. Like, like, God, we missed God, you so back. much, Mike. <laughs> um, so, Rick, uh, you are going to one of my favorite cities. Um, you're, you are uh, leaving us. My you, girls you, you and wanna, I. Yeah, yeah. you want to tell us why? You want to tell everybody why? Why I'm not gonna sure. Say. I mean, um, I, I've never kept anything a secret. My girls and I are moving to Bend, Oregon. Uh, we're leaving tomorrow. I am fortunate enough to have met the next Mrs. Worthington, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. You couldn't um, talk her into moving to Boise instead? Not a chance. No. Uh, okay. No. Bend is extremely nice. Oh, I, I know. love I, it there. Remember, I just spent five days playing golf there. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I had some personal tragedies in my life and have been trying to find ways to Im improve. And Bend is not only a great place to be, but I'm going to end up with someone I really want to be with. So... 
I'm very excited about it. Yeah, look at all the positives. You got somebody you want to be with. Uh, you know, you get the girls to get a, a fresh new start in a new city. Um, you're going to a city with great golf courses. I knew um, that was going to come up at some point. You've got. Uh, I hear there is good ed- golf there. Yeah, there is edibles, and uh, from what I understand, a great strip club in the city. So. <laughs> You're going with, to a really good, good, and, good city, and with any luck, an Idaho address in, sometime soon. <laughs> um, Rick, you've been here what eight years? Almost eight years? I'm not. I'm not positive. I think it's more like eight, nine, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's um, not quite ten years yet. No. Any any uh, memories over the last eight plus years? Well, we've done. You want to share with us? We've done a lot of election nights. Uh, certainly the presidential election where donald trump won was a surprise to me a surprise to many in uh, that were working that night um that's a was a definitely a memorable night to be here not the hardest night i've ever worked um a particular friday boise state was playing i had to be here at three in the morning to do news and then I had to fill in for, I'm not sure, it wasn't, maybe it was Chris, I'm not sure. But I had to fill in on the morning show, and then I had to go to the football game that night and do the post-game show. <laughs> so I was here from 3 in the morning and then finally stumbled home sometime early in the morning on Saturday, and it was just the longest work day I had ever worked. Um, and that was back in the but, day when we had those late kickoffs at 9 o'clock, right? I mean, You're it was a Friday o'clock. night game, so I, I think a kickoff was at 6 o'clock. But, yeah, it was still you know a two-hour post-game show after Bob's post-game is over. So Bronco game night got over, I think, at 12.30. And so it was about 1 in the morning before I finally got home. Um, so we, we've had several of those days. And, you know, you don't complain because you're getting paid to do football. So, yeah. yeah. Some good times, though. Some hard stories to cover. Um, certainly the disappearance of Michael Vaughn, this being the uh, two-year anniversary when that young man disappeared. That's been hard. Um, the Lori Vallow Daybell case is the strangest story I have ever covered. And we broke that story here on KBOI uh, clear back when the Rexburg Police Department sent out the facts that went out to all the newsrooms and be on the lookout for these two children jj and ty lee and then it said something very strange at the bottom i remember it very clearly said we believe the mother knows more about the whereabouts of the children but she's uncooperative and i was like okay this story is going to be something worth following and sure enough sure enough we're still still following yeah Yeah. we're still following it uh email uh in from ron and meridian uh this morning says mike chris and rick and staff great day to y'all it'll be warm in the valley today but it's uh end of july after all we'll get through the day rick i had no idea it was your last day with the boys i will miss your banter and great sports reporting a little disappointed you never mentioned the packers in your reporting only mariners (laughs) in denver lol chris i love your their heart stopped when talking about the cause of death for folks, when my ask wife me now, how did they die? Being the smart arts that I am, I always say uh, <laughs> it's their heart stopped. It's truly the cause of death in every single case. My wife is retiring soon, and she'll be able to listen to you guys uh, every morning. That's awesome. KBOI AM and FM, I want my 10% for giving you guys great ratings. He, he, he. That's Ron and Meridian. 
We don't get more than five. <laughs> thank you for the nice word. I appreciate that. You'll be missed, Rick. Um, thank you uh, for the friendship. You know, I met you before I came to work here. Unfortunately, we met at the hospital. Uh, yeah, in the in the hospital. Unfortunately, uh, you were giving of... toys away to the kids in the pediatric wing, yep. and my son was in getting chemo that weekend, and that's where we met. I will always remember that because your son was not in the room. Um, when we came to drop off toys to him, and at the time I didn't realize who he was. I, you know, I knew your name because we were both in radio, mm-hmm. and then saw the name and thought, okay, I do know these people. Um, we met you and your wife, and uh, your son wasn't there, so we just dropped off toys, and then continued delivering toys to the rest of the kids in the hospital. And then pretty soon, your son was at the, getting chemo at the time. And then pretty soon, this uh, teenager uh, came traipsing through, pulling uh, a little cart with his IV, <laughs> uh, trying to find us. And he, he, I mean, obviously not feeling well at all, and said, hey, I just wanted to find you guys and say thank you so much for giving me these toys. And it was just uh, one, of, one of my memories out of all the years that we delivered toys to the kids. It just still sticks with me. Well, so. I appreciate that. Yeah, he was. He was like, "Where did these come from, Dad? Did you did you bring toys?" I was like, "No, <laughs> I didn't do that. I can't take credit this time." A couple of jackasses from another radio right. station did. Well, it. I I usually don't talk about my personal life here on the radio station because I firmly believe that it's not about me. It's about the stories we cover and about the things that we that we do here. So I try not to bring my personal life, and that's why I really haven't shared much about what my future plans are, where I'm going, or, or my intentions to get married. Um, but I've really enjoyed my time here. I've been in radio for 31 years, and this is the first time in since I was 18 years old that I haven't got another radio job lined up yet. So I'm, um, I'm excited to see what the future holds, but I'll be always grateful to Boise for the support that you guys have given to me. Thank you uh, once again for all the work you've done. You will be missed. And then, uh, of course, Monday morning, all new um, news anchor, uh, Debbie McAllister, will be uh, hosting morning news beginning on uh, Monday in your stead. Yep. Yep. All right. I wish him the best of luck. Good luck to you um, in your future. Don't be a stranger. Thank you very much. I don't intend to. I'm I'm sure I'll be back soon. But, uh, you know, this time just visiting grandparents. KBY News Time, 747. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 752. Uh, interesting. We were just uh, talking this morning about uh, politicians and uh, their age and how it affects their ability to serve. Today's show is one of the TVs that we're uh, watching here in the studio, and they were doing a story on it also uh, entitled Aging Concerns About Elected Officials. I didn't realize, did you know this, uh, Air Force One, they've installed shorter stairs to help make sure that it's easier for Biden to walk up and down without tripping? Did not know that. I did not know that either. Did they just do that? Uh, Apparently, it was just done um, after when he was at Air Force, when he tripped over that sandbag. Yeah. um, That's when they uh, officially did it. But you remember the time when... He was climbing up the stairs and tripped and fell three times trying to get up the stairs with I Air remember, Force Ones. Uh, you remember Gerald Ford? He used to do that routinely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they, they officially have made shorter stairs on uh, Air Force One to help make it a little bit easier. Uh, Doug from Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, guys. I 
just turned the radio on just like about a minute before uh, when you were talking to, to Rick. I'm going, oh, don't tell me he's leaving. Sure enough. Um, it's It's been a pleasure to hear him and be able to talk to him in all the past with during the um, the gifts, that Christmas thing, mm-hmm. children's donations. Yeah. Um, and so did he say he doesn't have any plans yet? Other than uh, his his plan is to move. Oh, he is. Okay. Yes, he's actually moving out of state. Yeah. Going to Bend, Oregon. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, Doug. Uh, John from Baker City. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. It's Open Phones Friday. Well, congratulations, Mr. Worthington, on your change. Uh, when you uh, get tired of the big city of Bend, come to beautiful Baker City and visit the Haynes Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. But, uh, you know, there's two things I want to talk about. All that, But seriously, the real thing, well, I, when I heard yesterday that uh, they caught Trump telling the guy that they want to destroy the cage, I thought that's great. But my real thing was, when are we going to start talking about climate change? I heard that the ocean temperature in Miami is 101 degrees. Now, I'm 73 years old. I've never heard of any body of water in the United States, or for that matter, the country, I mean, the world. That temperature, I mean, when I go to the Shiloh Inn at the Riverside, the hot tub is almost that hot. When are we going to start talking about climate change? Or do we want to just take the Trump approach that it's all fake? But I don't know what you've been paying attention when you paying attention to when you say when are we going to start talking about it? Um, I, I see it talked about almost every single day on news and social we're, media. Uh, we're talking about it kind of in the same way that it's approaching, which is gradually. I've never heard about it talked on the radio show. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, we've we've talked about it. I've been here for four years, and we've talked about it many many times. Yeah, I'd like oh, to. Good, healthy. A good, healthy debate would be nice. I've, I, I would like to have a nickel for the number of people who have told us that it either doesn't exist or is a natural phenomenon we shouldn't worry about or something else. Exactly. We need to talk about it as a, as a country. We need to be open about it. Well, um, you know, it, if, if we can just tax people, uh, it, it should solve the problem. No, no, come on. That's stupid. If it's stupid, why do we do it? <laughs> well, maybe we should look to countries like Finland and Sweden. They're doing things up there. They're yeah, and it's, it's helping. Yeah. The weather, the, it, we've cooled way down. You're crazy. Oh, we haven't? No. It's oh, the okay. hottest, this, is the, this has been the hottest July on record. Oh, so Finland and hasn't really helped in with what they're doing well no they're they're doing things that uh, you know clean up their air and water and and they put uh, less into the air that stoltenberg the guy that heads the un he said that the temperatures are boiling well i I don't know about you but uh you might want to check on what the temperature of boiling is 101 is not boiling but thanks for the phone call we'll see if we can talk about it more for you you guys take care you You too KBI News Time, 757.
Hyundai. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 72 degrees in downtown Boise at 8.06. Into the 8 o'clock hour we go. Dow futures up, uh, or not futures, the Dow is officially up 150 points. It's on. (laughs) As of right now, um, first day in the past 14 days, we did not see an increase yesterday, but it looks like we're uh, getting back on track. All three of the indexes are up. Standard & Poor is up uh, 40 points uh, waiting just to get a, a fresh update on the NASDAQ, up 232 points on the NASDAQ. So the NASDAQ, NASDAQ's doing really well today. Um, our phone lines are open. It is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, email in from uh, Jim says, uh, we were talking about this this morning, uh, even if Joe Biden didn't have a cure for cancer, would never see the market. The money's in the sickness, not in the cure. That's from Jim. Jim, do you really believe that? Do you believe that if somebody found a real cure for cancer, that it would be hidden from the people of the world because they want to make money off the people that are fighting cancer. Do you really believe that? I don't, personally. I get it that there are trillions of dollars being used every day to fight cancer and that there are jobs that would be eliminated if they're all of a sudden say there was a magic pill or a shot and you took it and it just cured your cancer oncologists would you know go away and certain things like that but oh, you'd still have to deal with it and there are lots of different kinds of yeah I, I just don't think i, I my tinfoil hat is not that big that i think that the medical community would hide that from the world so that they can continue to make money to help fight cancer instead of curing it. Let's see. Um, this uh, I'm not sure who this is from, but it says uh, uninformed people need to visit the NOAA.gov site and review the data under Space Weather Prediction Center. The site charts solar cycles since 2012. Unless these folks can control the sun, it is going to get a lot hotter through 2026, as shown on the predicted cycle chart. Clean air and water is good, but the sun is going to shine long past our lifetime. John from uh, Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, uh, thanks for bringing that fact up. I wanted to respond to that last nut that you had on there about climate change. Um, it's not climate change, it's orbital change. Um, the entire solar system relies on an elliptical cycle that slingshots around um, our planets around larger bodies with higher gravity. That's how we keep, um, you know, twirling through space the way we do. Um, you know, you'll, they'll advertise on on the news that, oh, the moon's at its closest orbit or the planets are at their closest orbit so you can see them. But they forget the fact that the Earth revolves around the sun, and it gets closer and further away, too. And it's trackable, it's documented, and it's predictable. However, the scientists are being paid hush money from all these unnecessary climate change taxes. There. (laughs) How much money are they getting? I have no idea. Hmm. Um, I mean, uh, uh, look at Al Gore's house. How, How much does that cost? I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, these people are getting a lot of getting pretty rich off of um, predictable scientific facts that they're just completely you know keeping on the back burner, not letting us know, but painting a big old picture of fear. 
So far, I don't think anybody's made the Forbes list claiming that climate change is what got them on it. But I don't doubt somebody's yeah. making money off this. Exactly. I mean, but they're taking a natural cycle and turning it into it and taxing us on it. And there is not a damn thing we can do on this planet to control it. All right. You mean we can't stop eating meat and that'll cause the... You know, nope, yep, 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 you know, cow farts, yep, cow farts have nothing to do with it. Sorry. Hmm. New Zealand is... The earth uh, is a lot bigger than a cow. New Zealand is charging a tax on cow farts now. Exactly. You know, that's how ridiculous and stupid it's getting. Thank you for the call. So, see, this is why I didn't want to bring this up, because I knew I was going to derail the whole show of people arguing whether it's really happening, whether it's New not Z- happening. New Zealand has a tourist attraction, and what they've created is the uh, the Hobbit's Shire. Uh, but it's not quite as people go there on vacation, and then it turns out you can't even go inside the houses. Really? Yeah. You just kind of walk around and go, oh, look, they've created the door from the Shire. Man, if you wanted to make some money, if you recreated the Shire and and caused that to be an Airbnb, yeah. do you know how much people would be willing to shell out to go stay in, say, an exact replica of either Bilbo Baggins' house that would be the one for me. It's the only yeah. one, I, one I remember going inside. I mean, in the, in the movies. But I mean, you could you could sit there and say, "This is Bilbo Baggins' house." Just yeah. recreate a whole thing from the movie exactly how it looks. I think Airbnb would uh, would clean up on that. Yeah, I, I I really think you do. I I didn't know you weren't allowed to go inside the houses. It just so basically, you don't even don't, know if there's a house there. It's just a door I, in the side of the hill. Well, yeah, they, they, they just made it look like the shire. Right. They did. Hey, the Underhills live there. Yeah. Well, but yeah. <laughs> Of course they do. Of course they do. Um, I've been six feet under my entire life. What's the problem? Mike writes in uh, this morning, email Mike at KBOI.com, says, people always blame the the president for whatever, but now I wonder how much fault lies in presidential staffs. Sure, the president is the head and takes the blunt of the blame, but I think there are others involved that should at least share the blame. Unrelated, I thought you were going to bring up the whistleblower who's saying that there are aliens. Please don't forget, that's the only reason I tuned in today. (laughs) Mike, I promise I haven't forgot. I've got music lined up. I've got audio lined up. Um, we, we are going to talk about this. this is from whistleblower, uh, hearing earlier this week, um, in the, uh, house, uh, coming forward that somebody claims that he does know for a fact that the United States, a federal government has found aliens and they're hiding those aliens and alien crafts that have come to did earth. Any, did anybody ask him if he'd actually seen them? I think they did. And I think they did. Uh, we'll get we'll get the audio. We'll let you make you know, the what decision. What would be funny if he says, you know, I know for a fact the United States is uh, hiding the bodies of uh, aliens from uh, different planets. And then he went into this whole detail, and they said, uh, so have you ever seen them? And he goes, well, that's classified. Is Fox Business listening to us today? We start talking about that, and immediately the person that we're talking about shows up, and the, the cry on across the bottom, bottom says, biggest cover-up in history. I don't know if that's the biggest cover-up in history. No, the biggest cover-up in history is one we don't know anything about. I saw somebody on social media um, talking about this yesterday, and it kind of made a point, you know, what does it change? Say the United States has found alien craft or there were non-humanoid bodies that they've been hiding, and say that that comes to light. 
How does that change your and my life? Does it really? I mean, are you, you're still going to keep living. It's not going to change the way you live, right? It's not like they have evidence that aliens are coming down to try to destroy our world or steal our it's water gonna, or people or enslave gonna, our people. It's, it's going to be you know make me look sideways at weird coworkers from time to time. Like, <laughs> you know, I, you know what planet I bet he's from. <laughs> You remind me of those guys from Orion. Um, but, it, it, I mean, that made a point. It's like, you're right. I would still get up and go to work tomorrow morning. I wouldn't all of a sudden, you know, start spending all my money and all my bank accounts just because this had, had come to light. Now, however, you know, if, if they were, you know, aliens that all of a sudden showed up, like some of the television and movie shows that we see that mm-hmm. are trying to enslave our world, you know, you might have to deal with that directly. But I, I, I don't know. It, it, it will at least put to rest. I mean, you, you've had people claiming that this is yeah, real for, you know, since I can remember. Yeah, like Kent Brockman. I, for one, welcome our new alien overlords. <laughs> 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Mike, stick around. I promise we're going to talk about this. We're going to get your input this morning. Um, if you want to uh, say whether or not you believe they are there. Um, please uh, feel free. Email Chris at KBOI.com. And you don't even have to whisper if you don't want. Mike at KBOI.com. I-, I went to the Joe Biden school that you get people to pay closer attention if you just whisper it. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. Traffic and weather now uh, when we come back. $50 gifts to get Quinn's could be yours. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question after traffic and weather. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.36, thanks for listening in this morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I promise, Mike, I, I promise, and we had, you're the second one we've had uh, this morning because we talked about, we're going to talk about the uh, whistleblower testimony about UFOs. We'll, we'll spend the last hour of the show talking about that this morning. I promise we've got audio from the hearing and a few people who testified during that hearing. Promise we're going to get that up. A couple things that I wanted to get to, plus some emails uh, for you this morning. The one thing I wanted to talk about this morning, uh, more information coming out yesterday on how the uh, Hunter Biden plea deal imploded. Um, Hunter Biden poised to admit to two misdemeanor counts of willful failure to pay federal income taxes and enter a diversionary program on the felony weapons charge. However, near the end of the diversionary agreement was a paragraph reading in part, the United States agrees not to criminally prosecute Biden outside of the terms of this agreement for any federal crimes committed by the first son for which the statute of limitations had not already expired. One problem, diversions are granted at prosecutors' sole discretion. They're a pledge not to prosecute a specific crime, in this case, Hunter Biden's gun charge, if the defendant meets certain conditions and obligations. Now, while judges have authority to accept or reject plea deals, they often uh, do not have a say in diversion agreements. U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norieka apparently smelled a rat, complaining that she was not given a copy of that crucial paragraph until just moments before the hearing. So they get all the paperwork ahead of time so that they can go over it and be ready for the case. However, that one particular paragraph was not in the original paperwork. Her quote, Are you relying on that promise in connection with your agreement to accept the memorandum of plea agreement and plead not guilty? Noriega asked Hunter, who responded, Yes, Your Honor. 
She then said, if that provision were not valid or not enforceable, would you accept the plea agreement? To which Hunter answered, no, Your Honor, I would not. Now, moments later, Noriega noted the diversionary agreement did not include a space for her signature, while the plea deal for tax misdemeanors did, stating, you're saying I don't even get to accept the diversion agreement? I guess I'm supposed to just rubber stamp it, Noriega said. I'm concerned that you're taking provisions out of the agreement, a plea agreement, that would normally be in there, she said. Noriega made uh, Prosecutor Leo Wise the focus of her ire, also asking at one point, do you have any precedent for agreeing not to prosecute crimes that have nothing to do with the case or the charges being diverted? He said, I'm not aware of any, Your Honor. Moments later, Noriega blew a massive hole in the deal to the extent that the agreement not to prosecute is promised do the parties have some understanding what the scope of the agreement is, she asked Wise. Wise says, yes, your honor. And she said, tell me specifically what does it include. You said that there is an investigation. I don't know what that is, but you must know that if there are particular charges that could be brought based on the facts that are here. Wise responded, I can tell you what I think we can't charge, I can't tell you what the ongoing investigation is. So, for instance, I think based on the terms of this agreement, we cannot bring tax evasion charges for the years described in the factual statement to the plea agreement. And I think we cannot bring for the firearms charges based on the firearm identified in the factual statement to the diversion program. The judge then asked, could the government bring a charge under the Foreign Agents Registration Act? alluding to what appears to be the federal probe pertaining to Biden's overseas dealings that the House has been investigating for the last couple of weeks. Yes, Weiss admitted. Defense lawyer Chris Clark then made a stunning remark, um, said, I don't agree with what the government just said. (laughs) Going on, I mean, these are contracts, Noriega said. To be enforceable, there has to be a meeting of the mind, so what do we do now? Why says, apparently we have no deal. And that was that. And that was pretty much that. That's where the deal imploded. So in reading between the lines here, and I think the judge basically sniffed it out, that the Department of Justice, the prosecution in this case, and the defense lawyers had kind of worked out a deal behind the back of the courts to where there could not be any future charges, even if an investigation, which apparently there's one going on right now, found more evidence. Found more evidence of wrongdoing. They could use this plea deal to say, "No, he can't be charged." Mm. But he was a foreign agent, and he didn't register. It doesn't matter. He can't be charged. Right. So the judge apparently sniffed that out, and there's where the problem lies. That's the deal. They have 30 days to work on a plea agreement, because after this blew up, as we told you, and you heard on uh, national news, that uh, Hunter Biden then pled not guilty, yeah. because there was no deal, so right. he's going to take his chances. It, it, this is particularly um, unfortunate if you're a, a Joe Biden fan, or if you're Joe Biden, um, for... The main reason is that now this, he was hoping, I think, that this would go away and put an end to it so that he can concentrate 
on running for president over the next year and four months or whatever because he's in the middle of a campaign so you know if this isn't popping up in news every two weeks or 30 days or whatever um it kind of takes away from his message uh, that he wants to get across for his campaign and concentrating strictly on that amazing how many uh candidates uh that statement applies to right yeah isn't it um so to a lesser extent because the investigation is still going on we don't know if there you know is any ties to joe biden fluence peddling has been claimed by some people that investigation is is still going on it is interesting to note that um the direction or content of how uh they talk about i'm talking about the administration and specifically um the White House press secretary, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, has uh, changed her statements having to do with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden in working together. Because it's been claimed many times over and over for the last couple of years, Joe Biden has said he has never, ever had a conversation about his son Hunter's business or his work, which you 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 can believe that or not. I personally don't because I look at my own kids, and that's one of the... First things I talk about almost all the time is, mm-hmm. you know, hey, how's work going? What's going on? So the fact that he says we have never, ever had a conversation. And Corrine Jean-Pierre said that in her press conferences until this week. And when asked about that again this week, her response was, we've been very clear. She likes to say, we've been very clear from the beginning that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden have never worked together in the past. <laughs> she was pressed. It's like, well, wait a minute. You said they've never even talked about his business in the past. And she goes, I want to be very clear. They have never worked together in any business dealings in the past. Yeah, I wanted to update that. They've never met. (laughs) He doesn't even know who you're talking about. So it is interesting. The crafting of the message um, has changed. I don't know if it's changed because the press secretary changed. I mean, you have to feel sorry for press secretaries, right? Whether they're uh, the press secretary for Trump, press secretary for Obama, press secretary for Biden, their job is to go out and say state the message that has been crafted by the administration. Yeah. Whether they believe it or not, that's their job, right? Yeah, in, in, in such a way that other people will believe it. Yeah, so that, that is their one job. Even if they know that it's not true, that's not their job. Their job is to get the stated message that the administration has crafted. So, you know, she may have been told in the past, it's like, if you get asked, you're going to get asked about this, just say that they have never, ever talked about Hunter Biden's work or business. And now, so they could be saying, you know, we need to kind of lighten up on that because apparently they have talked in the past. So just say they've never worked together. And like you said, maybe the next message is, they don't even know each other. Yeah, the the, the last name thing is just a coincidence. (laughs) Uh, 208-336-3700. The DNA match, another (laughs) coincidence. Uh, CJ writes in, I'll bite. When the government stops using global warming as a means to control our lives and stop giving money to ineffective green energy projects, when the U.N. and rich climate activists stop using private jets to go to climate conferences, when we stop using EVs as a means of fighting climate change and move to a more viable and effective ones like hydrogen cells, when China and India actually reduce emissions, we can talk. I'm done dealing with hypocrites, fools, and liars. Hmm. Didn't mention pigs flying. EJ uh, writes in, such bittersweet news this morning about Rick's departure. It's hard for me to imagine the morning show without him at the news deck. 
uh, news desk. Yeah. Uh, Rick, thanks for your excellent news reporting and for your courage and candor and sharing uh, Nico and Kristen's cancer journeys with all of us. Hate to see you leave, but I wish you and your family the very best wishes always as you start on your new adventure in uh, Oregon. That's very nice. That's very nice. Thank you, EJ, for the nice messages. To 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We will uh, take a break. It's open phones Friday. Phone lines are open right now. Remember, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, You can also email us or text us, same as our main number. Lisa and Meridian uh, writes in, I completely agree with President Biden and think he is putting florida on notice their uh, government recently removed laws that required companies to give laborers heat water breaks at regular intervals can you imagine i can't wait outside without my water bottle i don't get the new gop we're trying to outmean each other by using our offices and constitution to prove how superior we are to anyone who doesn't fall within our political umbrella i will correct you on on one thing and this is the problem when you have, like, the president come out and say, oh, now they're taking away their right for water breaks. They're not taking away their right to water breaks. They can have as many water breaks as they want. What they can't have is paid-for water breaks. That's what they're doing right. away with. Uh, 10-minute paid-for water breaks. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but I have, I've, I've drank water for most of my life. It's never taken me 10 minutes to drink water and i've worked in some very very hot jobs in hay barns where it was 120 degrees and uh when i took my break i took a big huge glug of water took me maybe 20 seconds you went back to work and went right back to work they're not taking away your right to a water break or to get a uh break in in the shade you can have as many of those as you want they're just taking away Paid for 10-minute water breaks. Yeah, what about those people who like to drink water, you know, between puffs of a cigarette? <laughs> uh, 853, uh, Rich from Boise. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning. Well, two new indictments came down yesterday on Trump. They're yeah, we really talked, we talked about serious. that earlier this morning. Well, I didn't have the radio on. But... Uh, you know, the one in Bedminster where he admitted he couldn't declassify documents and he showed it to journalists. You remember, you you were thinking that that might have been an illegal wiretapping of a phone call. And another charge of obstruction of justice in Florida where he tried to get people to erase uh, the videotapes. Uh, these, these two are the most serious provable charges so far. Yeah, true. The, every, every time they add something, it's not something frivolous. Well, no, yeah, but see, now they've, they've got him showing classified documents to people who. They've got him, they've got him showing what people claim are classified documents. We don't know for a fact yeah, they, whether or not they are classified documents or not. 
they have, but they have witnesses. I, I understand, so that, but we still haven't heard from those witnesses if they could read what was actually on those documents. If he's waving them, this is the way I heard it explained. It's like you can hold up papers and say these are classified documents, and they're you can wave them, and it can be a, a menu to Chick Fil A if you're not close enough to actually read them, take a picture, or something the, uh, like that. It's the old Joe McCarthy method. So I, I mean, they very well could be classified documents. But until all this goes goes to court and you show whether or not there's proof, and that's quite frankly why I think you're seeing almost 40 different charges, because they're throwing everything they can, hoping that they can get some of them to stick. Well, they always, prosecutors always, if somebody had uh, 25 counts of selling drugs, they charge them for all 25 counts. That's just, that's just standard procedure. Uh you know, and then, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the blocking, you know, oh God, I lost my train. What, what word I was saying, but, the uh, obstruction of justice, that's a pretty serious one. Yeah. All, yeah. all, all the things against him haven't been proven in court, but, but they have witnesses to all of this stuff that happened. I mean, we do know some things. We do know that he had classified documents. We do know that he lied to the FBI and didn't turn him over. Uh, that's pretty obvious. Well, so, I mean, you can say it's obvious, but there are some people that also claim that it's not obvious. That's why, and that's why you go to court because you can say, "Hey, it's obvious that this happened." We'll find out if it's obvious if it's if he's found guilty, and mm-hmm. he and he very well could be. But as of right now, still still not guilty. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't say he was guilty, but he is—he is corrupt. I can say he's corrupt. No, I don't have you to say, say you can. You, yeah. Your your opinion is he's corrupt. Yeah. I, it's like if well, I say Joe Biden is corrupt, I—that's my opinion. I can't prove it. So yeah, you, yeah you it's just—it's just an opinion until it's proven in, and proven in court. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Thanks, man. Great, to, great to hear from you as usual. Uh, Guillermo wrote in to say best wishes to Rick. And his family, you never know. Rick may be back in Idaho if those counties in Oregon end up part of Idaho. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Although Bend isn't one of those counties, unfortunately. Yeah, I would love to have Bend to be a part of the greater Idaho area. But Good, good scheme. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break. News coming up here next, final hour of the show. And, and as promised, I promised we were going to talk about the whistleblower hearing in Congress about UFOs coming up here. We've got some audio to play for you, too. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nine oh five. Final hour. Dow is up 216 points as of right now, continuing. Yesterday broke the 13-day win streak. They were going 14 days. Top of the hour news. Uh, I had this just once again. wanted to uh, give this audio from President Biden. Um, once again, I wanted to give this audio from pres- to President Biden. Construction workers who literally risked their lives working all day in blazing heat and in some places don't even have the right to take a water break. That's outrageous. We should be protecting workers from hazardous conditions, and we will. And those states where they do not, 
I'm going to be calling them out. It is outrageous and total bullcrap. There's no, there's no business that is not allowing their workers to drink water. You would die, first of all. If you're dumb enough to work at a place that says, by the way, um, you work 10 hours a day here and we do not allow any water breaks. If you're so stupid to keep working at a place like that, you probably deserve anything you get. I'm being sarcastic. For, before oh, you write you, in, you, you, I'm so, being sarcastic because there is no, no you're business. You're, you're being conservative. <laughs> there is no business that does not allow water breaks. This is all about allowing paid-for 10-minute water breaks. That's the only thing that they got rid of. But people hear Biden talking. It's like, this is ridiculous and outrageous, and it's not true. They're still People can still drink their water. They all just right. don't get 10-minute paid-for water drinks. That's it. If you drank water for 10 minutes straight, by the way, you would die. Mm, n- no. Yeah, you would. You'd have water. You'd get water poisoning. They had a... If you, if you, if you <clears throat> wolfed it down or gulped it down for 10 minutes, maybe. But well, just drinking it for 10 minutes. Nonstop for 10 minutes, you would die. How? You would have too much water in your system. You would have water poisoning. They had a, a woman who died in Sacramento a you couple can, of years ago drinking water. That wasn't 10 minutes. No, it was uh, longer than that, but she drank a gallon. I mean, how much water could you drink if you drank continually for 10 minutes? Uh, I can drink pretty slowly. I was always criticizing college for that. You, <laughs> That's alcohol. I know. <laughs> Completely different. We're going to get you a nipple for that. <laughs> well, show them to me first. Uh, 208 336. for everything back then, too. 3,700. Uh, promised that we were going to get to this subject today. And we've had a couple of people going, hey, you haven't talked about uh, UFOs or UIPs or aliens or, or something like that. But there was uh, a hearing that went on in uh, the House this week. On Capitol Hill, a former Air Force intelligence officer testified yesterday that he believes the U.S. is concealing unidentified flying objects that crashed and may even be concealing alien life forms. I was informed in the course of my official duties of a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program. David Grush appeared alongside two former fighter pilots who reported seeing UFOs, telling the Congressional Oversight Committee that the U.S. has been aware of these mysterious objects for nearly a century. Now, I I want to give a little bit more. That that kind of sets up um, what happened at the hearing this week. But I wanted you to hear this. This was a a question and answer uh, portion uh, between uh, one of the congressmen and uh, Grush talking about that. Take a listen to this. You've stated that the government is in possession of potentially non-human spacecraft. Based on and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? Something I can't discuss in public setting. Um, okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. So here's here's what I like about his, and I love this, about his uh, testimony yesterday. 
if he knew the answer to it, he gave the answer. If he didn't know the answer, he said, well, that's classified. And he gave, like, you know, things that, if, if they are being kept secret, should never be leaked and are undoubtedly classified. And then every once in a while, he just threw in, no, that's classified. You also notice that at no time did he say he has actually seen, seen it himself. Yeah, he said he heard during his... Now, here's, here's a question. This is the uh, what I came up with. Uh, you start your brand new job at this uh, agency, you know, uh, whether you're in the Air Force or whatever it is, and uh, they haze you. And one of the things they do when they're hazing you is they tell you that we have all these aliens that are at, like, Area 51, and it's uh, highly top secret and never tell anyone. And then uh, there are guys probably out there right now going, seriously, 20 years later, he still believes that? Because <laughs> he said... I heard during my time working there that we had all this stuff. He never said I saw any of it or I was part of it or that I helped facilitate it. Now, if you're hearing this and going, well, who is this crackpot? Um, Not really a crackpot. Not officially. He is a retired intelligence officer with the Air Force. Um, Intelligence being their word for information. Hearing um, testimony that he gave came under oath. He is very high up on the Pentagon team tasked with tracking down uh, UFOs, or as they're called now, UAPs, and he has the highest clearance possible within the federal government. So he's not just some random schmo that says, hey, I've heard from somebody who said somebody within the government said that this happened. But as I said, the one thing you will notice, he never said, I have seen Right. He's non-humanoid with my own eyes, you know non-humanoids they, with my own eyes. You know eyes. why they changed from UFO? Because people used to say, oh, I don't believe in UFOs. Uh, a UFO is anything that's flying through the air, and you don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, you could say, was that a bird or a bat? I'm not sure, so it's a UFO. I don't I don't know if uh, <laughs> if UAPs are any, any more explainable, you know, unidentified anomalous uh, phenomenon. It is harder to say. Yeah. <laughs> and it means the same thing, but you're right. You yeah. know, people hear UFOs and go, oh, aliens. People from Mars have, have, have come here. Yeah. UFO equals flying saucer. No, UFO equals, I don't know what that is. Now, uh, David uh, Grush was not the only person who testified. Two pilots also testified under oath. Former Navy pilot Ryan Graves said he and other pilots he flew with saw UFOs. He said they looked like dark gray or black cubes inside a clear sphere. He claims that they were not normal aircraft because they hover in place in in hurricane force winds and then dart off faster than the speed of sound. Third guy, former Navy commander David Fravor, who retold his story about seeing the famous Tic Tac UFO off the coast of San Diego back in 2004. Tic Tac? Yeah, Tic Tac shaped. You know what Tic Tacs are shaped like? Yeah. There there are lots of stuff shaped like that. I wonder why they decided on Tic Tac. Um, He said that's what it looked like. Was it a Tic Tac shaped flying object? Tasted like one. Two oh eight three three six thirty seven hundred. How'd you taste it? That's classified. Pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Do you believe? What do you think about the hearings? If you watch the hearings, maybe you've actually seen a UAP or a UFO. I never have.
I know one one morning I was driving to work here, and saw, I saw something that freaked me out because I'd never seen anything like it before outside the building. Um, yeah, up in the air. Oh. Yeah, and it was nighttime. Come to find out, it was just Elon Musk's SpaceX <laughs> flying. But I had never seen it, and it's like, okay, those aren't airplanes. That you know, oh, the, the it made where, the hair rise on the, the back thing, of my neck. Is that the thing where they're all lined up? In there was a row like, like forty of them in a row yeah. flying, and I'm I'd never seen that before. And I'm like, okay, that just, is some sort of I just assumed, UFO that's not an airplane or anything like that. I assume they were just, you know, like cosmic geese. Yeah. Turns out that there were, with inside of here in the Treasure Valley this morning, uh, that morning SpaceX was flying. There we go. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, more on the way coming up after this. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 918, uh, David uh, Fravor was telling you about the Navy commander who uh, told his story this week also during the hearings of the tic-tac-shaped UFO off the coast of uh, San Diego. Take a listen. Uh, the controller told us that these objects uh, had been observed for over two weeks, coming down from over 80,000 feet, rapidly descending to 20,000 feet, hanging out for hours, and then going straight back up, for those who don't realize, above 80,000 feet is space. All four of us, because we were in F-18Fs, so we had pilots and Wizzo in the back seat, Looked down a small, saw a white tic-tac object with a longitudinal axis pointing north-south and moving very abruptly over the water like a ping-pong ball. There were no rotors, no rotor wash, or any sign of visible control surfaces like wings. Our altitude at this point was about 15,000 feet, and the tic-tac was about 12,000. As we pulled nose onto the object within about a half mile of it, it rapidly accelerated in front of us and disappeared. Did you see any source of propulsion from the flying object, including on any potential... Thermal scans from your aircraft? No, there's none. There's no uh, IR plume coming out. Uh, and Chad, who took the video, went through all the EO, which is black and white TV, and the IR modes, and there's no visual signs of propulsion. It's just sitting in space at 20,000 feet. In, in your career, have you ever seen a propulsion system that creates no thermal exhaust? No. Can you describe how the aircraft maneuvered? Uh, abruptly, uh, very determinate. It knew exactly what it was doing, it was aware of our presence. And it had acceleration rates. I mean, it went from zero to matching our speed in no time at all. Now, if the fastest plane on Earth was trying to do these maneuvers that you saw, would it be capable of doing that? No, not even close. We have nothing that can stop in midair and go the other direction, nor do we have anything that can, like in our situation, come down from space, hang out for three hours, and go back up. Uh, the control. I think it was China. All three, by the way, uh, that testified in front of Congress this week, uh, all three said they think the government is hiding information about UFOs, even from Congress. And uh, they all three called for a new centralized way for pilots to report sightings without worrying about being called crazy or even possibly mm. losing their jobs. Well, makes you wonder, doesn't it? Well, when you get a, you know, a Navy commander who, you know, saw it with his own eyes, and he has no explanation for how it flies, like being able to fly as quickly as it is and then being able to stop, plus flying basically in space. You know, and I don't think, I mean, at least we haven't admitted that the United States has that kind of technology. I guess maybe they could be hiding the fact that there's technology that we have 
for weapons because they don't want anybody else to know, I guess. But I, maybe, I don't know. There, there It seems like there are questions. Breakthroughs in uh, hallucinogens. Could be also. Although I don't think that the Navy's really keen on allowing that from their pilots. Oh, that's what they want you to think. Denny from Nampa, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBY. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, uh, I must say that this was released by another source uh, Saturday on a Rumble channel of another person who's got a grainy picture that got smuggled out from a military secret place in Utah. And in that grainy was one of the subjects that was having a breathing problem, which has been confirmed by our former medical doctor that was on the team that worked on it. And in the back of the grainy part, you could see, which has been identified by three other sources of Colin Powell. And they said that he was well aware of that. And that goes quite a ways back. And there's supposed to be a special code called N. 27, I think it is, or 21, that's supposed to be top secret from the Navy, and the gentleman that's going over that is supposed to testify again in Congress on Monday. He's got uh, several documentations approving that the government has been hiding this from us, the public, from uh, a number of years, and just like the gentleman that's testified in Congress yesterday, Anytime they try to get to release this to the public or to Congress, either the person suddenly disappears, that's the military person, or like several of the other things, they can't find the person anymore to bring that information out. That's what the gentleman is going to be testifying if they get getting into Congress on Monday, unless they put them in behind closed doors where none of us can hear this information. That was Clayton Moore who put it out on his Rumble channel uh, over the weekend. Thank you for the call, Denny. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Tell Rick I'm sorry to hear him moving on to away from Idaho. All right. We'll pass that along. Thank you, Denny. Uh, Jim writes in, so you guys have the proof but want to nitpick his words. The guy is telling us they exist, a guy who would know the truth. If anybody on the planet would know, he would, but until we are looking at them with our own eyes, you guys and nobody else will accept it. We don't know if they are hostile, but maybe our military does. No, and it's not the answer we're all hoping for. Or maybe they're fragile and our military is trying to protect them. You can't deny something that has been going on for a 100 years. Sure you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, we didn't say that we needed to see it. We just pointed out to the fact that the person testifying said that you said, he hadn't seen He'd and, only heard about it. And you said you have the proof because a guy said he heard about it. <laughs> That's why, I mean, it, it, you can believe this, but, I mean, it's it's something that you have to question, right? Or you don't yeah. have to question it, but you, you, you're allowed to question things like that. Here's, here's a possibility, and just think of this. Uh, despite how important the guy is who testified, maybe he's a liar who likes attention. And I, I, I'm not saying that maybe they don't exist. I, I personally believe that we have been visited. I have no proof, but my opinion is that we have been visited and that there are other intelligence beings. I just can't accept the fact that as large as this universe is, that we are the only 
living beings in the universe. Okay. So that my, that's that's my beliefs, I'll, but I'll, I'll I still I'm still skeptical when when we hear something like this and it's like I would have liked a little bit more is like I've seen them. I'm telling you they're there cuz I've seen them and he's just saying I heard that yeah. that we have seen them. Uh, my belief is simply that we haven't been visited, that there are lots of things on earth that we can't explain and there are plenty of people who when they can't explain something can quickly make up something in their mind for what it is and believe that's what it is for the rest of their life. But that's because you're stupid. I'm not denying that. <laughs> See, but that's where we get to. It's like, if you don't agree with my opinion, then you have people going, well, you're, you, that, you're just stupid. I was being sarcastic. Well, I'm, by a the smarter way, just kind, so you know. I'm a smarter kind of stupid than you are. Well, that's that's a hundred percent true. That's that's a that's a. You think you're so competitive? Fair huh? fair I'm, point. I'm much more competitive <laughs> than you are. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. It is open phones Friday. Uh, you want to weigh in on that hearing uh, coming up this this past week? Uh, please feel free. We'll take a break. We've got news coming up here next. More on the way. You can also email Chris at KBY.com and Mike at KBY.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBY. How do you know that these were not our aircraft? Some of the behaviors that we saw in a working area, we would see these objects uh, being at 0.0 Mach, that's zero airspeed, over certain pieces of the ground. So what that means, just like a river, if you throw a bobber in, it's going to float downstream. These objects were staying completely stationary in category four hurricane winds. These same objects would then accelerate to supersonic speeds, 1.1, 1.2 Mach, uh, and they would do so in very erratic and, and quick behaviors that we don't, I don't have an explanation for. How do you know that, is, that these uh, were not oh, our... Sorry. Uh, that's former Navy pilot Ryan Graves, who also testified this week, uh, saying that he and other pilots that he flew with saw the UFOs. He said they looked like dark gray or black cubes inside a clear sphere. He claims they weren't normal aircraft because they'd hover in place, as you heard there, in, hurricor- in hurricane-force winds, then dart off faster than the speed of sound. Once again, former Navy pilot who claims he has seen those things. Now, interesting uh, email, and maybe this would would explain it. I hadn't even thought about this. Uh, Email writes in, I I read decades ago how our government would in the future use satellites and holograms to create a lie that we had UAPs. Sounds to me like that time has arrived. Government officials project the hologram in front of the unsuspecting pilots who testify truthfully. They saw a UAP. Frightened public believes and is further controlled willingly by the correct government holograms uh, do not leave thermals neither do they have issues reversing course in mid-flight hmm special effects mm-hmm and we've seen what they can do with holograms when it comes to like michael jackson going on tour whitney houston going on tour they're they're not back from the dead they're they're holograms and they're pretty believable i never even thought about that I with the first concert I ever saw that had a hologram uh, was uh, I went and saw Lionel Richie and he had a hologram of Diana Ross and she's still alive. Uh, first one I ever saw was um, actually it was I, it wasn't a hologram. It was come to think of it because it was before that technology was there. Was Natalie Cole 
and Nat King Cole in uh, Lake Tahoe. But it wasn't a hologram. Was it, it was little, just was it a little moving screen or something. Yeah, yeah. It was just uh, up on a on a come, screen, and they were to singing it, together. Come to think of it, mine might have been that too. <laughs> uh, Jeff, not that you mentioned it. It was like thirty-eight years ago. Je- yeah, I don't think the technology is quite there yet. Probably not. Uh, Jeff from Boise. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Yeah, I'm calling to uh, confirm that the aliens are real because uh, I've been to Burning Man one time and. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird people out there, man. And uh, <laughs> I see the aliens out there, and all I can say is the aliens like to party, man. All I can tell you. Uh, all right. What are they yeah, burning they like at Burning be, Man? They like to be really wild, man. And they gave me some stuff, and uh, I, I you don't s- know. You I saw aliens. What happened? And all I can say is the next day I woke up and I felt a lot different, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, Jeff. Go back to your room. <laughs> thank you. You bet. Um, text message. So the whistleblower uh, is all of a sudden worried about keeping classified info classified. Well, see, that's what I said. You know, he's, he 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 tells you all this stuff that's uh, clearly supposed to be classified, and then all of a sudden, when he comes to something difficult to answer, he says, "Well, that's classified." Well, I'm wondering if there are certain things that is not classified and certain things that are specifically classified that he can't talk because he said he couldn't he in in part of the thing if you listen to the hearing there were things that he could talk about but he couldn't talk so, about it in so an one open the things, hearing they could have gone into a skiff room and he could have so, shared that with the congressman so one of the things he's allowed to say in an open hearing is that yes there have been uh, alien visitors that came to this planet uh, apparently but when it came to specific things, then he said, well, that's, that's classified. That seems relatively specific. I could tell you, but then I would have to kill you. Okay, he didn't say that. He'd have to, have to yeah. go into a skiff. Mark writes in, good luck, Rick. Sorry to see you go. Although your brand of rational thought, I'm sure, was a strain for the management at KBOI. No, they don't. No. They, they, they don't strain much over stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they don't care. They're, they pay for all of our opinions, whether they... Like them, agree with them, or not? Uh, let's see. Curtis says extraterrestrials have been here thousands of years. There are numerous great pictures of unidentified flying craft and eyewitness testimony. Bob Lazar, especially, if they wanted to, to destroy us, they already would have. I wish people would quit saying that. I uh, understand people's cynical views, so do your own research. You might be surprised. I don't think I would, so I'm going to save the time. Yeah. Uh, Doug and Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Um, Chris, all the things you just said a few minutes ago, never mind all the things I was going to say. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A couple of things. Uh, I've worked with a guy that um, was a flute as a pilot, and there's a lot of reflections that come into the pilot's windows that look like um, some alien UFOs, mm-hmm. they um, and so there's one of those. The other one is my wife used to work for the Department of Defense in California, and there was there's some things I'm not allowed to talk about because the government may be listening to me. Oh well, what are those things? Um, well, yeah, we'll tell them it was somebody else. <laughs> um, there, but there's there was one incident where you ever, 
remember the tire fire in um, California, Northern California? N- not as such, but was, go ahead. That had to do with, um, it was a distraction for um, something to do with the aliens. Oh, so somebody, in that so area. people would concentrate on, on the, the tire fire and, and not look at what's overhead or something. Right. Okay. Yeah, they shot down shot down something to start that fire. It wasn't, they claim it was a, a lawnmower gone wrong. Boy, that's pretty wrong. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the call, Doug. Appreciate it. Gordon, Council, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi, good morning, Idaho. I was calling to see if somebody, somebody in your listening audience may call in and tell about the story of a jewelry store in Corvallis where there was a wooden bowl on the counter. It looked like your regular cereal bowl. It had a, a, it was painted black, had a satin sheen, and it looked like there was a penny floating above it. And at the bottom of the bowl, there was a penny. But if you reached for the penny that was in front of you, hovering over this bowl, you couldn't touch it. It really wasn't there. And I think that's really what a hologram is, right? Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad description, yeah. yeah. So there's no electronics. It was... Uh, no machinery, no, no high tech, anything. It just the shape of that bowl caused the light to converge. Anyway, maybe another caller called in mind that. Anyway, that's how you you these things that are moving so quickly. It, yeah. I, I I go for the hologram theory. Anyway, thanks. Yeah, no, no it's a bad. it's a good theory, and I'd never thought about that. Be- before. Beams of light can move as fast as they want. Yeah. Uh, Pete writes in, uh, email Mike at KBY.com. I, ex- I saw exactly what that guy described about the fast-moving uh, UFO with my mom when I was a kid. Started out with what we thought was a shooting star. Then it did things that would be impossible even today with speed and distance traveled. So I'm a longtime believer because there is no other explanation of what we saw. And it sounds like, Pete, this was probably a long time ago before, you know, hologram technology so you, you could probably delete that and that's and that's what i mean there are a lot of people like we had a we had a uh, science teacher in my high school who was 100 percent convinced because he had actually seen something that he couldn't explain when it comes to ufos and and that you know he told that story many times he goes nobody is ever going to convince me that they haven't you know visited earth and he had actually seen it I've never myself personally seen anything that I can say, oh, that is ab- absolutely unexplainable yeah. when it comes to unidentified flying objects, um, personally. But I, I know quite a few people who Joan, have. Joan Rivers wanted to know one time, she says, how come aliens never land at like Harvard or Yale or Princeton? And she says, it's always, you know, two guys uh, out for the weekend with Coors beer and an RV. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I, maybe they don't have good MapQuest. I don't know. I don't know what their technology is. Um, it is open phones Friday. Wait, also today, we've never been to this planet, so there's no GPS. <laughs> ben from Boise. Good morning. You're on uh, News Talk KBOI. Good morning, guys. You guys are breaking up, so I don't know if we'll get through this or not. This UFO thing is all fine and dandy to talk about, but you know this country has got bigger issues to deal with. Here, China yesterday announced they're working out some agreements with Indonesia. They've all been working with Brazil, Saudi Arabia, Iran, of course, Russia, North Korea. They're going to surround us pretty soon, and we're worried about UFOs. 
and hiring uh, somebody to be in charge of our defense to focus on diversity. You know, though, you got a guy in the White House that's owned by China, so he can't do anything. You know, though, if if uh, if it does turn out that UFOs are really visitors from another planet, uh, our our disputes that we have between countries here are going (laughs) to seem very very unimportant very soon. Yep. Thank you for the call. And that was something we talked about a little bit earlier this morning. In the grand scheme of things, say say that there is there unequivocal proof, and everybody goes, oh, my gosh, okay, so this is proof. This person just landed at Harvard, or this alien being just landed at Harvard, came out, um, they did testing, and all of a sudden um, it's proved that an alien, non-humanoid, has landed with way technology way beyond us, and, and everybody has seen it. You would still have people, first of all, who wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Because they could, then they say, "Well, I didn't touch it myself." But say, say for for argument purposes, that that happens. My question to everybody listening this morning: How does that change your life? Now, granted, if you know we're watching like the movie Alien or uh, what's the one with Will Smith, um, where they came Ind- over Independence Independence Day. Day. If something like that happened, you're kind or, of forced to deal with Men it. in Black too. Men in Black later. too. Yeah. You're kind of forced to deal with something like that. But if you find out. You know, like I said, for argument's sake, that there is proof that an alien, a non-humanoid, has landed on Earth, technology way beyond us. How does it change your life? I, You know, I was thinking about that yesterday. I still go to work the next day. Still love my kids. Still love my family. I still go, what am I going to eat for lunch today? Um, it, does it really change? Yeah. Like I said, I would just start looking sideways at a certain number of people. <laughs> You're odd. Why is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's the whole men in black thing. It's like Michael Jackson's an alien? Really? Let me ask you a question. Well, I can see I, that. Here, here's how well I think I know you. If, if aliens landed in your yard, came up to you and said, take us to your leader, you would probably pause a second and say, isn't there anybody else you'd like to meet? <laughs> yeah. uh, you're not wrong. Uh, Paul from Nampa. It's open phones Friday, 208-336-3700. Good morning, Paul. Morning, guys. You're going to miss Rick, aren't you? Well, yeah. we we can't yeah. miss him until he goes away. He's still still around. I'm well, kidding. Eventually, yeah. 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 Well, of course, we're going to miss him. Yeah. If you're having a problem finding aliens, just go down to uh, Texas. I believe they're swimming across the river and they can't get up the other side because there's balloons with barbed wire on them. So they have no place to go. Yeah, no, that's. I was, I was I was going to say at some point that uh, we have to refer to. Uh, 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 planetary visitors as uh, probably space immigrants. <laughs> yeah, we don't are, want to are they legal or illegal space immigrants? <laughs> you, you plan well, to live and thrive to here, or are you here to invade? We want to know. I want to talk about Diane Feinstein for a moment. You know, it's sad to see the woman have to be provoked into making the vote that she made yesterday, and, and, and I, I disagree with the fact that they even counted the vote. But she she had a problem with having the same driver in, in San Francisco who was of Chinese origin, and he also happened to be a spy. And for 20 years, he drove her around everywhere she went. So she was compromised and didn't even know it for 20 years. Right. Then it was discovered that he was. So I, I think that we need to start testing these people to see if their cognitive is is their cognitive ability is being compromised by themselves. 
And if they do that, I think they need to be taken out of office gently, persuaded maybe. But Eric Swalwell is another perfectly good example of the same thing. Now, they just happen to be both Democrats, which I'm not saying anything, but um, he had Fang Fang, which he slept with for a number of years, and she was able to, to get every bit of information that she needed to about him and what he was doing in Congress. So we're, we're dropping the ball, and I don't think anybody understands to blow the whistle and say, hey, we need to start checking up on this stuff. And, <clears throat> you know, a side note, I talked about my, the fact that my parents had a used bookstore for years. Well, they bought it from a man who was a former FBI agent. And he was an FBI agent in San Francisco, and he was a decorated FBI agent. And I can't talk to you about exactly what it was he did. in Because it was classified? Well, I, I was too young to ask the questions to begin with. But he, he didn't want to divulge a bunch of information to my parents, is what God. my parents yeah. told mm. All right. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the thoughts. Appreciate it. Let's see. JM says uh, a now diseased Idaho pastor named Chuck Missler talked a bit about the extraterrestrial phenomena. He mentioned several presidents and members of Congress who were never granted clearance to information regarding the subject. Why? Also, much info like cellular changes to plant life around crop circles and Area 51 reports in the hands of government officials that were zoomed in on using today's tech to reveal odd statements like occupants of the craft and such. Very strange. Uh, another email, Mike at KBOI.com, uh, writes in, holograms have been around forever. They are not anything new. Look it up, and UFOs will possibly be used to explain Christians being removed from the planet in the rapture. No, holograms have been around, but the technology to do what holograms are doing in space, as the claim is by some people right now, that hasn't been around. Good holograms have not been around for a while. Um, I think it was Mike, wasn't it Michael Jackson, the very first hologram that was taken out on tour and, and used to actually do a concert like he was there? I think I want to say it was Michael Jackson. It was either Michael Jackson or Whitney Houston. And that would have been maybe just the last 12 or 13 yeah, years. Yeah, so I mean, it, that technology that is that good to where you can sit there and look at it and they can do an, a, a complete live concert that's good enough that it would look like a real person, the real person was doing it, that technology hasn't been here for very long. Frank says, uh, good morning, gentlemen. If ufos are real then i do not ever see the government confirming it what happens to religion at that point i don't think religion would uh i don't think that would make any difference if we found out there were aliens because it doesn't negate the you know the belief in in god or, or really yeah, any other i, I don't understand thing that, that religions point. believe in just because that you know maybe he doesn't mention aliens in the bible uh, another email, Mike at KBOI.com, says uh, maybe the guy testifying in Congress saying things that is only saying things that won't put him in prison and leaving the parts out that would put him in prison. That would make perfect sense to me. Rico says when he is not looking, handcuff Rick to the console. P.S. Give him 10-minute water breaks. <laughs> 
He, Rick can have 10-minute water breaks. I think we've already established Our, we com- don't need 10-minute <laughs> water breaks. <laughs> company is not going to pay for him to have it. Uh, another one on the subject of the water breaks, uh, paid for rights, if that is their real name. Yeah. Um, these are laborers that work in the sun day in and day out for pennies on the dollar to support their pam- uh, families. Not 15-year-old working weekends uh, after school to help daddy. Ask any construction, landscaper, farmer. 10 to 20 seconds for water is great one to two times an hour, but they need to get out of the sun to cool down and recover at least every couple hours. We get on our high school coaches for not doing that for our kids in football practices. We can't pay for those who pick out food to take a 10-minute break once an hour. No, we can. There's no law against paying for somebody to take it. All all Texas and Florida's did is say we're not going to mandate that you have to pay. If workers or if companies want to pay their workers to take a 10-minute water break every hour, they can. There's no rule against it. Now, if companies don't want to pay for it and the person, the laborer, who, by the way, not all these people are making pennies on the dollar. Construction workers who belong to a union, um, you know, are making uh, six figures a year. Um, some of the people that, you know, you talk about uh, landscapers. I, I don't know if you've had landscaping done recently, but my landscaper for me charges um, $50 per person per hour whenever I have landscaping done. That's that's pretty good pay. Now, that's all they're saying. They, they're not saying you can't have water. You can have water whenever you want. And they're just saying that the federal government is not mandating businesses that did, they have to pay them to drink water. Did you read one from Jim? I um, don't believe so. It says California, Washington, Oregon, and Colorado have regulations requiring employers to provide protections for workers when the weather gets hot. They include requiring businesses to provide shade, regular breaks, and free access to water. These are liberal states. However, Texas has gone in the opposite direction. A bill signed in June by Governor Greg Abbott bans local ordinances in cities such as Dallas and Austin that mandate rests and water breaks when temperatures rise. In a Texas city, heat proved deadly even for those uh, long used to it. This is, I guess this is from a, a, a story. Extreme heat killed 10 people in Laredo, a sign that the eventual death toll from this year's widespread heat waves could be substantial. Texas is a conservative state. Where would I live? Definitely not deep in the heart of heat, where heat means death. Yeah, I, I, once again, I'll, I'll reiterate, I got a, uh, not just the heat, but also the humidity. I, I got a, a huge understanding and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Respect for, it gets hot here. I mean, we've seen triple digits, uh, you know, up to 106 here. Mm-hmm. Um, and by traveling earlier this year to the um, Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, where it was only 85, 88 degrees, but the humidity was around 80 to 90%. You would think that that wouldn't be really hot compared to 106 here. It is so much cooler here at 106 than it was there at 85 just because of the humidity. And, you know, I mean, I'm playing golf at 2 o'clock in the afternoon going, mm-hmm. wow, it's plum cool here compared to the Miami, which I visited also, and, and the uh, Virgin Islands just because of the humidity. <laughs> When uh, they started having spring training, uh, which traditionally, before the teams moved west in the 60s, uh, in Major League Baseball, spring training had only been in in Florida. And then they they moved west, and a bunch of the teams located in Arizona. And there was this 
rumor going around that you couldn't uh, work up a sweat in Arizona because it was a dry heat. And one of the guys said immediately, he says, I would like to report that if you can't work up a sweat <laughs> in Arizona, you are not trying. Uh, one more email for Open Phones Friday. Um, we talked about this earlier with Bo Bergdahl this week. It says, the original sentence for Bergdahl was correct in my opinion. He failed to use available protocols and, more importantly, endangered his unit by his actions. Apparently, he feels no remorse for the lives lost because of his actions. That's from Lieutenant Colonel Jack Givens, um, a veteran. So we had asked people to uh, give their thoughts, especially if they were veterans, if, if they were okay with what happened with the decision on Bo Bergdahl. So thanks for that email. Just about up on time today. Thanks for participating in another edition of Open Phones Friday. Rick Worthington, if you're listening, um, Good for you. Uh, Hope you enjoy your, your time away and your time in Bend, Oregon. We'll talk to you Monday morning.